Hey girl, hey. 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 I do. Yes, I do. Okay. So, usually start off as a slumber party uh, after a couple glasses of wine. <laughs> and then like, comes a slumber party. <laughs> hey girl, hey. <laughs> I'm LaShawn Tipton, better known as the Chatter Chick. Hey, girl, hey. I am the Millennial Chick, Jerry Tipton. Hey, girl, hey. Hey, girl, hey. <laughs> What's up, y'all? Hey. So we are back for another uh, Hey, Girl, Hey podcast episode. I have no idea what I sound like because I'm using my backup headphones. Thanks to Xfinity. You know, Xfinity gives out those headphones so i don't know what we sound like but um we look great uh if you're watching on youtube uh we appreciate you checking in i am your radio chick kiki brown i'm y'all millennial chick jerry tipton what's up (laughs) y'all and the chatter chick is out today she's taking some time off but we have the doula chick in the building your black doula Miss Key Etwell. Hey, hey Chica. Y'all. How you doing? Hey, y'all. I'm good. I'm great. I'm excited to be here. I'm so I'm happy. so happy that you said yes that you be here. I'm so happy um that you are with us. And you have to follow your black doula on uh TikTok. Make sure you follow her on TikTok. Also follow her on IG. Let's see right and, here and Facebook. Hilarious. <laughs> I love you have that. to teach me how to TikTok because. Yeah, oh my gosh. I'm I'm so puzzled when I get to, to TikTok. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we're gonna we're gonna talk more about um your business. You have a, a nonprofit and it's called the Elephant Song Doulas, correct? Well, we no, tell me you're not a nonprofit. Okay, you're not a nonprofit. Okay. We are for profit. Um okay. we're a private doula practice, elephant song doula services. Okay. And yeah, so we uh we provide physical, mental, emotional support to birthing families and we provide educational support, um, lactation support, all kinds of goodies. And now we're kind of um, making our first big move to our new location right in the Garfield Bloomfield area. We are congratulations. I saw that you got a building. She got a building. Yes. So we're going to talk more about that um, in the second half of the show. But first thing, so we got to talk about hot topics. Oh, yes. You may have heard. Do you know anything about Kevin Samuels? We've talked about him on the show before, but I don't know who. I know he thinks he knows something about women. Yeah. I guess there's a petition that's calling for him to be removed from YouTube and Instagram, according to the Jasmine brand, stating that they're removing his voice uh, of devices, divisive vitriol. What? Uh Allow women to feel safer, not only in public spaces, but in online communities as well. Freedom of speech is a constitutional right for each of us, however, comma. When that speech is loaded with thoughts and threats of violence towards women, manipulation of young women, and even fantasies of death to women, that freedom of speech becomes a prison for all people whose thoughts and desires are intended to isolate. I mean, it was a long, lengthy um, message, but it's stating that women feel unsafe in the presence of men who identify with his ideology. So I don't know what that is. Um, I do know that so far he's received, well, the petition has received 6,619 plus signatures out of wow. 75, which is the 7,500, which is the final goal. Um, I, y'all speak because I don't, I wow. just noticed that dude wears really tight suits and glasses and talks about women. So go ahead, uh, Key, you, you, you give us the tea. Well, I, I mean, I, I, I know a little bit of the tea. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't sat in like, you know, I'm in the social media space, so I know this name mm-hmm. and I've got like kind of clips, you know, from the different blog sites and things like that of his you know, lives going live with different women, but I've never actually tuned in for obvious reasons. That ain't mm-hmm. my tea. That ain't mm-hmm. my type of tea. But, um, and so just from those little clips I've seen, what he says in his way of thinking is dangerous. It is a dangerous way of thinking. We are already living in a society um, that is very patriarchal in nature, that has already um, set things up so that women um, are already feeling very vulnerable and very unsafe. And when you have people that are spewing this kind of, of hate, 
this is this is the he man woman haters club times a honey. Like he so he hates women. Love. He hates women. I, that, that's what I feel. I mean, the way that yeah. he speaks about women, um, yeah. it's, it's very never positive. So yeah. you know, it, it just it it's it's giving I hate women or you know, I, I have some type of unresolved issue that I need to, you know, mm. that that's that's what it's given. So I, I can understand the petition. I can understand it. Okay. Yeah. Jared, Jared, what you got? I just want to know who hurt that man for him to just act that way. Them suits. Like, like them who? tight. Them suits was dark. I mean, you just know it was a little girl in the third grade that he ain't yeah. never forgot about. I mean, you just sound bitter, sir. Yeah. That, yeah, there's a difference between freedom of speech and, like you said, sounding bitter, you know, and just being just overall just nasty. And, like, I get it. Like, we all have our opinions. We all have our rights. But just some of the things he just says is just, like, baffling. You know, it's like he talks mm-hmm. down you know for some of the uh decisions or some of the things that you say or think you know whatever i don't i've only heard his name a few times like from blog sites or whatever but i don't like follow his channels or anything mm-hmm. um there's this one girl uh a funny girl she's like a you know social media comedian and she had kind of like uh mocked his interview or something like that and i kind of understood it on a funny side you know what i mean just to get a grasp of like how he interviews with people because mm-hmm. I've never seen it, but from what other people have said, his interviews with you know women are just not too pleasant, you know. Um, so I can understand the the petition, you know what I mean? It's but I is it, it gonna stop? It's not gonna stop him. He'll find other platforms. Yeah, yeah. well, he will. He will definitely yeah. find other platforms. Mm. <laughs> oh, it seems like stunts like this make him more famous. I was gonna say it's giving him more. Yeah, you know. Yeah, unfortunately, I think he's he's loving the negative attention and is probably yeah. gonna try to spin it into, you know, more ways to feed his own ego. Is he a narcissist? I mean, See, I don't know him. I've never even watched I would, him. I refuse to watch him. Like I refuse to watch Baby Boy. Yeah. Like I, I just I just can't do that to my spirit. You know, I just it ain't right. It ain't right. Mm-mm. Um, what is other things that's not right is how critics are going at the athletes, um, coming at the athletes about how they are expressing um, their concerns uh, about what's happening over in Tokyo for the Olympics. And LeBron James is speaking out um, and he's speaking out about silencing the athletes uh, with political protesting bans. So, you know, the whole shut up and dribble situation, you know, he's always uh, stood up for himself, which I get it. And I applaud him for this. Um, his uh, media company, um, uninterrupted, his long-term business partner, Maverick Carter, um, <laughs> criticized the International Olympic Committee their rule 50 and it's a controversial rule that prohibits demonstrations along with political religious and racial propaganda at the olympics it also includes peaceful demonstrations on the podium so i guess you can't Hmm. you know um the rule 50 is the reason that all olympic competitors have been banned from donning the blm apparel or kneeling during the national anthem while participating in sporting events they cracking down. They said we ain't dealing with that over here. Oh my god! Um, you think it has what? to do with the woman that turned her back when they sang the national? I know the guys from uh, Urban Media Today Talk Sports may talk more about this. Yeah. But what do you think? You think that has something to do with it too? I ahead, absolutely Kay. think so. Mm-hmm. I absolutely think so. And we've seen this before, where we've just been nitpicked. And, um, you know, all these extra rules that only seem to apply to us, right? That Mm -hmm. only seem to kind of, um, if they don't just only apply to us, they seem to only be enforced when it comes to us. We've seen this before with with the Olympics and and these different organizations that are, you know, that all make up um, the different um, organizations that compete with the Olympics. We've seen this. Like, Mm -hmm. unfortunately, this is not, you know, this is not new. It's just... Um, I'm so glad that we are now seeing um, even more athletes that are not afraid to to speak out against this because it's not just about money. And at this point, that's that's what I see with the Olympics, that they're you know, it's it's just the money and and, you know, 
your your country looking amazing in front of the world and mm-hmm. you know we got bigger things to to worry about than that right now and this is right. just enough, this is just proof of that right right jerry um yeah they're doing all that because of you know the history and the past of what you know anytime especially when it comes out to like police brutality a lot of athletes have spoken out on a Colin Kaepernick of course you know LeBron James uh, so many other people they're wearing socks they're wearing shirts they're putting it on their helmets and um Naomi Osaka wearing the mask with the you know with the names mm-hmm. yeah. oh yeah oh we know why they're doing that and like you say they nitpick you know they're like oh we're not they don't want I don't I guess they don't want to you know uh, make it look I'm trying to think of the perfect way to say it but they don't want to get into that type of the racial stuff. politics or whatever but yeah. i mean I, I would say that maybe they're not because they just fired the director from the olympics who made some sort of a joke about the holocaust mm-hmm. and so they're like look ain't none of this happening over here mm-hmm. they're kind of like you know this is just this is just the olympics this right. is not the opportunity for you we get it but this is not the opportunity we just need you to play that's it i wouldn't play I wouldn't either. I would not play. Well, number one, it's not safe. Period. Oh but yeah, they, I wouldn't that's play. That's literally Don't, the first thing I'm thinking it. about every time we hear there? about the Olympics. Like, why are we having this? Why, why? are you even yeah. over there? Just don't play. You're still the greatest. You're the fastest. You're the best, and right. that's it. Like, why are you even playing? But kudos to um to um LeBron and Maverick, um. They said sports is not neutral when athletes speak up, whether from a stadium, gymnasium, or track, they start conversations and things change. Give athletes the chance to show up fully and to make a change or to make change. And you are, you are. Um, um, I, I, I get it. I do get it. But at the same time, if you realize that this is not the platform that you can be vocal 100%, then don't use that platform. You have that platform here over in the States. Your country is allowing you the freedom of speech where you can do that. Right. You're going to get some critics and people are going to say, shut up and dribble. But you do have that platform. This is the Olympics. It's not the country that you live in. This is not, this is, they don't honor that. And so you either play or you don't play. Right. I don't know. But uh Great. kudos for them for standing up. Um, shouts to Dr. Dre. Shouts to Dr. <laughs> Dre. Payday, payday coming. <laughs> Three hundred thousand a month. Damn. Wow. This woman wow. will not have to do anything. She got $3.5 million mm. a year in spousal support from her ex-husband. Um, Ooh. the order read it, it, Dr. Dre is ordered to pay. Nicole Young, spousal support in the sum of $293,306 per month, payable on the first of the month. Wake up, wake up, wake up, wake up, wake up. up. Get up, get up. August 1st is payday. Yes, run me my money, run me my money. He's also responsible for providing her health insurance. The order will remain in effect until she either remarries finds a new domestic partner or either party dies. She ain't gonna never get married wow. again. Mary, it's over. You know what I'm saying? She might- Listen, it ain't That's- tricking if you got it. He got it. He'll mm-hmm. be all right. And they've been married a long time. Ain't no telling what done went on in that marriage in all the years. Out a month? She ain't gonna he never have it. to work. He'll be all right. Mm-hmm. He'll be all right. Lord have mercy. I know, I, I, now I... Uh. Now I when they it's cheaper to keep a partner it is definitely cheaper to keep her r.i.p to a few celebrities gone too soon uh biz markey legendary rapper dj beatboxer uh biz markey passed away at the age of 57 it's undetermined what he passed away from i know it was complications from a i don't know if it was a seizure or diabetes i'm not sure and uh miss frankie man down situation keisha cole's mom passed away on her birthday at 61 and there's rumors that was going around that it was apparent apparent overdose but you know even if it was true i just think that's foul to release that you know that's that's her mom no, that's frank that's uh, nephew's mom and you know it's just not good um so before we wrap up we got um who the f cares news now key i'm not sure if you know about this this is stuff that we go eh, okay whatever so what <laughs> 
So some of these um, headlines, Harvey Weinstein pleads not guilty to sexual assault charges in LA. Now I'll plead guilty in New York, but <laughs> not in LA. Okay? <laughs> I was only touching people in New York and not LA. <laughs> so you ain't gonna get me. Listen, I ain't called <laughs> her, I ain't touched her. Now, if we was in New York, I did. When we were in LA, I did. <laughs> He's looking at a maximum of 140 years behind bars. He ain't getting out. So yeah. Like um, so I always joke around and say, if God gave me like a cabillion dollars, what would I do with it? Like I would act a damn fool. Would I buy a planet? Little Uzi Vert reportedly bought I mean, his at own least planet. Island. A planet. A planet. I mean, at least, you know, a planet. Help me understand. Help me understand. What I'm gonna do with a planet? Like that's not practical at all. Who's traveling to visit you? So just like the waste money. That's like yeah. Give uh, me the money, right? I'll. I'm. I'm standing right here, Lord. I'll I'll do right with it. You ain't got he know, you ain't got to he worry know about I'm gonna me. be stupid. He know I'm gonna be stupid. That's why he won't give me the money. He's like, nope, you're gonna be dumb. Don't, don't give it you to her. Be dumb. You don't need you that many shoes. Right next why door. you got all them shoes? What you need on them? You only got two feet. What you need all them shoes for? Where are you going? But that's why he won't give me none. Um, I'm gonna try and fit fan mail in here. We got 14 minutes. Um, so the fan mail says, always a damn bridesmaid. My best friend is getting married in a few months and I'm pissed that she didn't make me her maid of honor. Her sister and her cousin are her maids of honor. No one is married, so there's no matron of honor. I guess that's how that goes. Um, I've been this by this girl's side for years since high school. We have we may have fallen out a few times throughout the years, but still, exclamation point. I'm the one, I cannot wait to hear Key on this one. I'm the one who helped her. I see her in my left eye. I'm the one who helped her get her job at the airport. Oh, real specific. Um, I introduced her to her father's son, and although they didn't make it, if I didn't, she wouldn't have my handsome nephew. She is pissed. Um, her sister, I get, but her cousin, plus I'm like fourth in line. Nobody pays attention to the fourth bridesmaid. I'm hot. <laughs> I haven't said anything because I don't want to hurt her feelings, but this is telling me that maybe our friendship isn't what I think it is my boyfriend says i'm being overly dramatic am i i'm gonna take a sip of my juice box go ahead Keith. what you got i definitely think she's being overly dramatic mm-hmm. but to say Child, nobody pays attention to the fourth bridesmaid this ain't your day like this literally is not your day like right. come on you don't have a right to have a stay in much of anything i mean that's just kind of the way it is traditionally you know usually when you're close with someone they're kind enough to hey girl what you think about this hey girl what you want to do with that but you cannot tell somebody who to put in their wedding and what place to put them in like girl it's not that serious it may not even have been her it may have been because you know mom or dad is paying for the wedding and they probably don't like you and so they were like you better put little shakira up there (laughs) Yeah, it might just be that's family. A lot of times yeah. family are, you know, they're like, that's family. You put your family in your mm-hmm. wedding first and then you put, you know, it's probably just, you know, a situation like that. And I, if, you know, she wasn't so in her feelings, she might've be able to just sit with her friend and be like, girl, hey, like I thought I was going to be up there, but uh, they probably mm-hmm. going to fall out for good over this foolishness. Jerry, you ever been the fourth bridesmaid? <laughs> yeah, I was actually made of honor, but it, it was my sister's wedding. And um I uh she told me from the jump, like, you know, I was gonna be her maid of honor and her best friend of since she was in high school was in the wedding, you know what I mean? And uh, my cousin. So like some people follow tradition, like you said, they put their family in first, like their sisters, their cousins, you know, and um then if they have 
if they could, they'll put their friends. Mm-hmm. For example, one of my friends is getting married in um, September. And one of her close friends was like, oh, I'm not in the wedding, but she put in her family and then she put in his sisters in the wedding and stuff like that. So I guess if you think about it from a traditional standpoint, I understand. Then again, I mean, that some people shouldn't expect it. You know what right. I mean? It's because we're... I don't think she said her best friend, but her close friend and, you know, she helped her with this and that, that doesn't mean anything, you know, like it's, this is why whenever I do get married, I don't even know if I want to deal with bridesmaids because I already know how that's going to be. Oh, why am I not the maid of honor? Why am I not in this? Why? I don't want to, I don't. Nope. I don't even want to be a bridesmaid or no, I I don't because then you have to figure out, like you have to go through the dress rehearsal and the dresses you may not like. It is a lot. Mm-hmm. You know, one of my friends who got married last year, she didn't have the bridesmaid. She didn't want to deal with it. She's like, Jerry, I don't want to deal with this. I just, and she literally just got married. You know, she still had a wedding, but with no bridesmaids, and he had no groomsmen. You know what I mean? Like, so I get that. It's too, it's too mm-hmm. much of an asshole. Friend, she should be lucky she's in the wedding. You know what I mean? Now, if she wasn't in the wedding, she I is would- for you better be the best number four in the world. You better right. put that number just four in the map, girl. Go in the you better stop. So my cousin um, just got married uh, this past weekend uh, in Virginia. And let me tell you something. They got married outside in like 90 degree weather. She had like 15 bridesmaids, wow. 15 groomsmen had to match it up. But and and it was so unique like it was so them like they're the partying couple like every you so and so got my first job and she got her first job we about to have a barbecue about to have a cookout like in any little celebration <laughs> they're doing it real big they do it real big and they've been together 12 years and um her name is monique and his her husband's name is jonathan um Aww. the middletons and i mean and he came down the aisle with uh to uh just what is it let's get married by jagged edge and he had you know it was like (laughs) dancing down the aisle and the bridesmaids did this little two-step down the aisle and i was like wow that's really you know that's really who they are and i said i wonder why she needed to have all of those bridesmaids because sometimes i hear that most brides get the pressure of having to include someone and you really didn't want to, but you didn't want to hurt their feelings. And I'm not sure if that's my cousin's situation because they're all close, but I think she had like two um, maids of honor and two and one matron of honor. Yeah. 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 So I was like, you know, but you know, had that be me, I'd be like, "Mm, about to be the the JP. I just want my song, my Greek song. I want my song from my sororers and, you know, my song from my, my Greek, my husband's Greek brothers. So Mm -hmm. that's what I want. Yeah. All right. So go ahead, Jerry. Did you have something else? Um, no, no, that was okay. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Key, you ready? We about to put the spotlight on you, girl. We're going to take a, we're going to take a quick break. We're talking to Key Asha Edwell, the founder of Elephant Song Doulas. Uh, elephant song doula doula services we're gonna get the the real title everything (laughs) right we take this brief break this is a short break jerry you're on the clock you gotta count us down because lashana's not here so we'll be right back it's the hey hey podcast on urban media today Whenever you're in a good mood for some good soul food, carry out, or dining in, the hot spot is Carmi Soul Food Restaurant. Yes, from chicken and waffles, mouth-watering baked macaroni and cheese, fried chicken, baked chicken, meatloaf, smothered pork chops, smothered chicken, barbecue ribs, candy yams, mean greens, shrimp and grits, and there's so much more. Carmi Soul Food will have you coming back over and over and over again. Find their full menu at CarmiRestaurant.com. Two locations here in Pittsburgh, 1825 East Carson Street on the south side. And for pickup only, it's Carmi Express, located at 1219 Federal Street on the north side. Call 412-231-0100 or log on to CarmiRestaurant.com. Hey, girl, hey. Hey. Funny 
LaShawn, we miss you. We miss you. I just want you to know Jerry sucks at counting to five. Jerry sucks at counting to five. So Keith's kind of looking at us like, why are we doing that? So um, we're live on YouTube. Um, we record a lot on Thursdays. And then um, on Saturday, you hear the audio version on um, Urban Media Today Radio via Live 365 and tune in. And that's where we put commercials and sponsors and stuff like that. So that's why we do the countdown. Oh, uh, yeah. So you're listening to the Hey Girl Hey podcast. Uh, Kiasha Edwell. Ki Edwell is our guest this week. And she's a Black doula. Yes. And we love yeah. our Black doulas. She is the founder <laughs> of the Elephant Song Doulas. Um, and... Um, give us a background. First things first, what is a doula? So what a doula is, I'm going to sip is, on my juice box. Go ahead. Oh, yes. A doula is um, someone who is trained to offer um, mental, physical, educational, informational, emotional support to expectant um, people and their families as they're going through their pregnancy, um, through their actual birth, their labor and birth, and then also um, postpartum as well. Um, mm -hmm. We support with lactation um, and um, a lot of doulas um, even offer other, um, other services to kind of enrich the pregnancy, keep um, the family healthy and happy, and also to help everybody transition into adding this new member of the family. Mm -hmm. I saw um, on the shy. I don't know if you watched the shy, but Keisha, um, I'm behind grinds. You got well, girl. Keisha got pregnant, child. She got pregnant from the guy that kidnapped her, honey girl. Ooh. And she, girl, she had the baby, and she had okay. the baby at home because it was um Emmett's mother. Look at Jerry's face. So oh. Emmett's mother is the one is the doula, and so Emmett's mom was there. Uh huh, and she had the baby in the living room with the mother who was going to adopt the baby, right? Oh, and, and they had a little swimming pool in the living room and everything. Mm -hmm. wow. So that's what that's what happens when you have a doula, the swimming pool in the living room. Well, if that's what you want, okay. <laughs> so you know, a good doula is just going to support whatever kind of birth experience you want to have. So if that's your desire to be at home in the comfort of your own home, you know, surrounded by um, a few loved ones, then that's our job to support you in that. If you are more comfortable in a birth center or if you're more comfortable in a hospital setting, even there are many women that choose to give birth out um, in nature at the um, on a, in the beach, a private beach. Um, in, what? in the woods. Yes, absolutely. Birth happens everywhere and has happened everywhere. This yeah. is true. This is true. Yeah. This is true. I this is true. I had a video of a woman who was on Facebook and she was on her way to the birthing center. She didn't make it. So her and her husband was on the curb on the sidewalk and I guess the midwife came out. She literally had her baby right there. Like she didn't mm -hmm. even make the side of the building. Mm -hmm. Like crazy to me. So, so what's the difference yeah. between, you said midwife, what's the difference between a doula and a midwife? Is there a so, difference? Yes, there is. Okay. There's a big difference. The okay. midwife, different scopes of practice. Mm -hmm. um, your midwife is going to take care of all of your clinical needs, um, all of the birthing person's um, clinical needs throughout their pregnancy, and um, both um, mom and baby once um, baby get once baby is born. Um, and as I stated with the doula, we focus more on the emotional and the physical, mental needs, and all of that good stuff, so that we are, you know, we're we're not a part of um, the clinical work, but right. we're there to help support mom um, and lots of other ways and not only mom but um mom support person if you have you know um your spouse there with you your partner there with you if mom is there with you other um older siblings are there with you especially in home settings we are kind of there to help everybody be their best in their role as a part of the birth team okay are more women using uh doulas yes we're we're seeing an increase in um women and families who are utilizing doulas. Um, it's no secret, um, the statistics that um, we have seen in the media and in different reports um, about how differently, yes, the, um, the black mortality rate um, and how it is so much um, more detrimental to black families to have that kind of support. So as more families are learning um, that, 
and advocacy is so very important and learning to advocate for yourself as you're kind of navigating these, these healthcare systems that are really not designed for us to thrive and flourish. Mm-hmm. Um, people are, are taking the time to educate themselves and they're looking for ways um, to kind of connect back to the community to kind of reinforce the foundation, reinforce the village um, and kind of um, utilize that, the strength in the village um, to um, to, to, you know, surround themselves with love, with education, with knowledge, and, um, you know, get the, get their baby here earthside safely and, um, be able to thrive as a family, you know, as new parents. The doula services, are they, um, is it, do hospitals frown on this type of practice? I guess they may, because it takes away money. From them, well, it's a very sticky situation. Could go into hospitals too, but go ahead. Yes. So, um, because uh, because hospitals are able to kind of set their own standard mm-hmm. um, with their um, their use of doulas and and how they um, choose to allow them to support their families in the hospital during labor and you know different situations that can arise. Um, we are kind of in a place where we are stepping up to try to get hospitals to um, to kind of work with us rather than kind of push us aside. But what we end up facing a lot of times is we're dealing with, as I said, health systems that aren't designed for us. We're dealing with health systems that are historically racist, historically sexist, and that's just mm-hmm. the bottom line. Mm-hmm. Um, and we are dealing with health systems that are... Um, teaching and um, kind of um, sending health professionals out into the world that have these um, misconceptions about birth, about race, about Black women, about Black birthing bodies that are harming people. Mm -hmm. And so what we're trying to get them to understand is, hey, um, you know, maybe it, it, the negativity, all these deaths are happening on your watch. So we can't look to you only to fix it. So we're going to, at the least, need to have the collaboration. But what I am seeing, and I'm so proud of seeing from so many Black and Brown birth workers, is we are not just simply um, you know, coming to them um, with hopes of collaboration. We're demanding accountability first. We want you to fix the systems that are already broken first before you try to get us to come and collaborate on, on new things. We want to make sure that we are not um, sending ourselves and our clients into environments that are not going to be safe emotionally, mentally, physically, or, you know, all of the above. We, um, we run the risk of, you know, we're, as Black birth workers, we're exposing ourselves to trauma that, um, you know, our white counterparts do not experience. Because when I'm walking in there, I'm walking in there as a Black woman. I'm walking in there as um, a Black woman who has given birth. So I have my own personal experiences that um, I'm seeing things through that lens. And then I'm also, um, I'm also running the risk of being present as another sister is being traumatized. So there are so many layers to this onion. And we just, we just really want, um, you know, these health systems to be, um, you know, as open as possible and, and saying, hey, we, there's things out of order that need to be fixed. That's the right. bottom line. So is anything even close to being at a start with that and recognizing that? Are they there starting is so to, are you seeing work. any changes? We are. Um, of course, there's a lot, go- a lot more going on behind the scenes. And there mm-hmm. has been for a very long time with the push for legislation and policy change. Right. Um, and um, I believe that um, you know about um, some of the good work being done right here in Pittsburgh by a lot of um, Black doulas and Black birth workers. Yes, yes. Um, just the push to um, get Black and Brown families the care that they deserve. Mm-hmm. Um, so many amazing organizations. Healthy Start Pittsburgh has their um, mm-hmm. free doula program, which I'm a part of. I lend mm-hmm. my, I, I provide my services to um, for that organization as well. Beautiful program all around, and I love the doula program especially. 
Um, but we are see, we are seeing the changes. It is absolutely, you know, has been a long time coming, but we are starting to see um, where um, doulas are starting to um, be covered in certain states um, under insurance. We're not yet here in Pennsylvania, but we are working on it. <laughs> you know what? Um, I was talking to Winter Clay about that, and she's mm-hmm. the co-founder of Masters of Maternity. I had to make sure I yes. said maternity, not matrimony. Oh, my God. <laughs> Um, I say that all the time, but no, she talked about that and that it wasn't covered by insurance. And mm-hmm. I don't uh-huh. understand that because it's a, because um, I guess it's a, a luxury and not a health yeah. well, need, a health necessity. Well, we, the, the numbers are clear that it is a health necessity. I think the more, um, I think it boils down to the fact that hospitals are going to have to have major overhauls because this Mm. is not going to be just, you're going to sit in an afternoon seminar um, and then you're, you're, you're all good. You're great. You get the seal of approval. We are, we are very intentionally wanting um, people not just to, you know, throw doulas into their hospitals, but to educate their patients about what, um, the benefits of doulas, not just to the the expectant um, parent, but also to the baby, to the mom. Birth outcomes are much better when you have doula support for couples. And um, unfortunately, hospitals don't always see the positivity in that because there are some, you know, there's systems and um, procedures of their own that are now being interrupted. When you have parents that are informed about you know, the process of birth. When you have mm-hmm. parents and pregnant people that are um, informed about all of their options and all of their choices, it's a little bit more difficult to kind of sway people to do what you want them to do. And a lot of times when um, these um, health systems are more interested in kind of filling beds and getting more patients in and, you know, making sure that um, you know, someone can be home by dinner or they're not missing their family's Christmas morning when they're more concerned with those things. Um, and the health of their so patient. much so that we are watching people get, people are getting unnecessary cesarean sections and or you're dying, dying. And, right. Mm-hmm. And dying and implementing unnecessary medical interventions that slow down natural birthing processes. You know, you can kind of see where there's a conflict of interest at the mm. very least. Wow. Um, so um, unfortunately, that's that's, um, you know, a tug of war that we we really wish we didn't have to be a part of. Um, is that where Elephant Song for, comes in? Is that what happens? That, that is why exactly you're... where Elephant Song comes okay. in. Yeah. Talk more about that. <laughs> your, your process works. So um, even though I'm not, but let's just say I was pregnant and mm-hmm. I'm like, uh, you know, I is wanna... this breaking news? Are we? <laughs> <laughs> it's just in. For the record, your girl is not pregnant. Okay. You know, I've been asking for a baby. I'm like, I need somebody to have a baby now. My son won't do it. I need a baby. (laughs) If I was pregnant and I say, hey, uh, uh, see a doula, you know, and I find you guys, you know, how does the process start from beginning to the end? Well, why don't you talk well, on behalf of your business in that? Yeah, in the, yeah. Okay. For my my process for my company, um, for example, if you wanted to hire me in particular, um, there is a link that I have that goes to um, a new client um, form that collects all your information, and it's sent to me um, um, through my. Um, client management system sent to me and I'm able to get all of that information, you know, your demographic, any information you're comfortable sharing about your current pregnancy. If you had past pregnancies, you might share a little bit of that. Um, And then we would schedule a consultation. Um, A consultation in um, could be virtual, could be face to face now that we're opening our new, um, our new uh, facility. And um, I would get to know you, get to know your support, your closest support people, get to know your family, your needs and your desires for your birth. And um, throughout your pregnancy, if we meet and, and you're like, yes, I would love to have one of your doulas from Elephant Song, me or somebody else, um, and you decide to go ahead and, and be, become our client, then we would help you get a birth plan in place. We would educate you on um, the process of birth and all throughout your pregnancy, you would be receiving information. You would be receiving um, emotional support, encouragement. We will have one-on-one sessions where we meet um, 
for prenatal visits to make sure that your visit um, with your provider has gone well. Make sure that I'm caught up on any information, any changes or updates in your pregnancy. Um, literally a companion for you throughout your entire pregnancy. And then of course, I'm on call for you two weeks before your estimated due date and two weeks after. I'm here for you in those crucial, crucial moments of your entire labor and your birth. Um, and then those um, very delicate times in postpartum. Um, we can also add on um, lactation services that are one-on-one -on -one, virtually or in person. We can also add on um, any um, extra postpartum support um, separate from the birth and immediate postpartum support. Um, and we're looking to do um, expand to do so much more in the community. We have um, not just the office space, we have co-working space available for black birth workers in the city exclusively nice. for black birth nice. We also have a separate classroom and flex space that we're gonna be using. I will be teaching from, and it will also be available to rent as event space if you would like to host a seminar, if you would like to have an amazing space to record um, a Zoom meeting or, um, we could even do, I don't know, I was thinking maybe some art exhibits with Black artists from the city. I don't know. Maybe a couple of You know, you know. <laughs> but I wish you were around so when I was when I was pregnant. I wish you were around. <laughs> I hear um, that so much. I, hear I so laugh much. because it was, you. You. it's a go-to. When you have a baby, mm -hmm. you know, you're pregnant here in Pittsburgh. Where do you go? McGee. McGee. You go to McGee. That's just <laughs> that's where your mother went. That's where her mother went. That's where her mother's mother and you know for right. as long as McGee's been around. And that's just if there were no questions asked, that's where you went. Um, yeah. That or West Penn, I think. I don't know. But yeah. um, but when I had my son, the nurse asked um, if I wanted to breastfeed, and I was just like, oh, you know, I'm ignorant. I'm so ignorant, not recognizing the importance of the bond and the new, the how healthy it is for the baby and did not know. And so I tried and he mm -hmm. would not latch on, but mm -hmm. she didn't, she didn't like coach help you. me. She didn't coach me. She didn't yeah. encourage me. Right. I just tried it and he was like, and I was like, okay, whoop, whoop, put them back. <laughs> like, didn't really, you know, didn't really think about it. And I was like, wow, would it, would it have been different if yeah. I had had a doula, mm. um, you know, help me through that process? Because, Jer, mm -hmm. Jer, if you're ever thinking about having a baby, trust me, when you have a baby at the hospital, they're going to be like, okay, this is your baby. Yeah. This is how you wrap the baby. This is how you change the baby. If you want to breastfeed, we're going to teach you that. Maybe, I guess, I don't know. I didn't go that far, but anyway, so, <laughs> and then here's your baby. Good luck. Yeah, that's it. It's yeah. the fall care that they don't do, you know. Well, which I is remember sitting on the couch and Vaughn was a baby and we were both crying. And I was mm -hmm. like, what am I doing? And I wasn't yeah. a 16 year old. I was 24 at the yeah. time when I had my son. So I was like, oh my God. So yeah, you, what you do is super important. What are the biggest misconceptions of doulas? I think the biggest misconception, a lot of times, a lot of times I get the question, um, people think that doulas and midwives are the same thing. Mm -hmm. um, so that's usually the most, the biggest misconception. And it's, you know, it's really simple to, um, to kind of just let people know that we, we work in tandem. We work with your provider, whether that's a midwife or an OBGYN, we're not there to push anybody out. Mm. We're right. there to complement the birth team and help. And, you know, like I said, be a, you know, be that companion. And unfortunately, as you mentioned, Kiki, a lot of us just don't know. Yep. And so a lot of times when we know, when we are informed, we can make better choices. If we have no idea of our options, then we are literally just depending on, you know, whoever's in a white coat to tell me whatever. And you just, you know, there's an assumption yeah. that this person knows what they're talking about. But a lot of times, you know, um, they are not as well versed in the natural process of birth right. because with obstetrics, as a practice, they are taught to kind of fix problems, fix mm -hmm. issues, and kind of um, 
um, keep emergencies from getting out of hand. So when you're kind of going into birth with that mindset, um, it kind of can throw you off because the natural process of labor takes time. The natural process of labor involves pain and discomfort and, you know, all kinds of different sensations. If you have no idea and you are thrown into this, Mm-hmm. Your body, your mind, your nervous system literally, you know, needs as much support as possible, as much support as possible, and as much preparation as possible. This is a journey. Your pregnancy is a journey. Your breastfeeding journey is going to be one that is going to be unique. And support, proper support is going to make all the difference. And that's exactly what I want Elephant Song to be to all of these families in the city. And with our virtual services, you know, we can, you know, offer these things to to families all over. Mm -hmm. Um, But of course, at the core is always going to be Black moms as our priority. Um, So, so, um, you know. Oh, sorry. Oh, that's okay. So for your clients, are they most of them are they first time mothers or mothers who've done this before or would you recommend is it recommended that uh, women have doulas who are first time mothers or you know for anyone you you even do that yeah every pregnancy because every pregnancy is different right and you could be on baby number six and i've had clients that are on baby number six and this is their first doula experience right and um it it doesn't matter how many children you've had you deserve the support every time. Number one, Mm -hmm. we'll start Mm -hmm. there. You just deserve the support because birth is a marathon and you want to know that whoever is with you is with you for the entire thing is with you for the long haul. And I think every birth in person deserves that. But aside from that, um, I think that we have to understand that, um, for so long, women have kind of had to be looked at as, um, have had to look so strong and had to look like they're so capable of handling everything. everything. And that has trickled down so terribly into birth that, so you know, trauma. we're worried about how soon, you know, mothers can get back to work where, you know, we're not supporting them, supporting them in that fourth trimester, which is the postpartum stage that, that you know, everything is so delicate. Um, we're not um, supporting families in, in bringing another baby into the family and, and teaching them how to best transition, how to just care for a new baby. Mm-hmm. A new human needs all kinds of stuff. And, you know, if you just don't have that, um, it, it, it can be tough. And I feel like everybody deserves to have that. It's just, it takes a village. And Elephant Song is, is just trying to bring the village back. We need it. We Real quick, it. we have like five minutes. Um, mm-hmm. Why Elephant Song Doula? So why why the name? Um, that's so a beautiful I name, but it's very intriguing. What's the story? Yeah, I love telling the story because first, elephants are my favorite animal. And so I do oh. a lot of, you know, documentaries <laughs> and, you know, stories and all that good stuff. I just love animals, um, animals and elephants. And they have amazing birthing practices. It sounds super weird because elephants <laughs> do. Who at, for, to me? Okay, you know, to me. Uh, <laughs> um, one thing that I love is um, all of the females in the herd. When you have one of the um, female elephants that are pregnant, they surround her the entire time she's mm-hmm. in labor and giving birth to protect her and the baby from any predators to keep them safe, keep mom from accidentally um, stepping on baby, you know, Mm. elephants are big. Um, But then also once the the new calf is born, the elephants that have surrounded all lift their trunks and trumpet and literally let out a song, like a celebration. And when I found that, I was like, wow, this is what everybody deserves. This is what everybody deserves to be surrounded by love, joy, encouragement, um, empathy, compassion, all of that good stuff. You deserve to be pampered and babied and taken care of. You Mm -hmm. are carrying life. And there should be joy when that kid comes because this is a new life. And I feel like everybody deserves to feel that everybody deserves to, to, to kind of experience that, um, and bring their, their child into the world with peace and love and surrounded by that. Ah, and, uh, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Um, I'm just out here, you know, trying to reach the Lion King, you know? 
I love this, Keith. Thank you so much. There's so much more, but we are out of time. Um, I need you to let us know how um, how the community can support you. Um, are there internships available, jobs available? How can we reach you to ask more questions? Um, you know, there may be someone from a news outlet watching. I'm mm -hmm. going to say someone maybe from ABC, NBC, CBS, CNN, mm. whatever. They could all, be watching. All the letters. Yeah, let's put it in the atmosphere. So mm -hmm. uh, give us the details. How can we reach you and, and website, all that? Yes. So our website is elephantsongdoulas.com. We can be emailed at elephantsongdoulas at gmail.com. And you can find me. I am always teaching, always providing childbirth education for the culture on TikTok. Yes, she is. Instagram, Facebook. And um, we will be launching the YouTube channel soon. Well, the YouTube channel is launched, but everything is at your Black Doula. All the social media platforms, you can find me there. And, and especially um, check in on Titty Tuesdays. Titty Tuesdays, that's my favorite <laughs> breastfeeding myths. We bust them. <laughs> I laugh because we say Jerry got them bigger turtles, so we don't. <laughs> she be like, ah. Tuesday. Oh Tuesday. <laughs> She's talking about breastfeeding. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we ain't passing out no bees. We ain't not that out no. Yeah. <laughs> and Louise will not be making any uh any appearances <laughs> on the show. Key, well, thank you so much, founder of yes, the Elephant time. Song Doulas. Um, and we appreciate your time. Thank you so much for sharing. Uh, I, I immediately from the gate, I called you the doula chick because it makes sense it. i love it at the end of every show when we have a guest we give them a chick name and uh, we're going to call you we are we are naming you the doula chick you're our first I'll doula on the show um yes. and so you know the the welcome mat is out and the invite yeah. is open if you ever want to come back and just hang out with us Anytime. especially to talk about um hot topics and answer some fan mail child because listen i don't mind discussing little tea listen mm -hmm. <laughs> Anyway, um, this is the Hey Girl Hey podcast. Oh, Jer, Jer, um, why don't you tell everybody how they can find past episodes? So to listen to past episodes of the Hey Girl Hey podcast, we are on so many platforms such as Apple Podcasts, Spotify, TuneIn, Live365, SoundCloud, uh, YouTube, Anchor FM, Podbean, um, Google Play, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> Everyday.com. And I know there's more, but those are ones I can think of. <laughs> All right. And if you'd wanted to reach out to us, email the Hey Girl Hey Podcast at gmail.com or call 412-709-6130. We are on social media, Girl Hey 2018 on Twitter. That's what they gave us. That's what we got. The <laughs> Hey Girl Hey Podcast on Facebook and Hey Girl Hey Podcast 2018 on IG. I'm your radio chick, Kiki Brown. I'm your millennial chick, Cheer we got the doula chick in the building. Go ahead and introduce yourself. I'm Key, your black doula, and well. That's right. <laughs> the Hey Girl Podcast for Urban Media today. Thanks. You're listening to Urban Media Today Radio, your station for classic soul, R&B, old school hip hop, gospel, smooth jazz, and more. Listen online at urbanmediatoday.com or download the TuneIn, Live 365, or Urban Media Today Radio apps. They're free, so take us with you. It's Urban Media Today Radio. The views and opinions expressed on the Hey Girl Hey podcast do not necessarily reflect on the official policy or position of Urban Media Today and Urban Media Today Radio. Any content provided by our guests, sponsors, or advertisers are of their own opinion and are not intended to malign any religion, ethnic group, club, organization, company, individual, or anyone or anything.